Hello there and a very warm welcome to Racing Only Better. Barry Orr standing in for Vanessa, who's away on holiday somewhere in an island off the coast of Scotland. Uh, delighted to say I'm joined by Dara Carter, Dan Barber and Kevin Blake. Lads, I'm going to dispense with the niceties today because we're going to get straight into the action. There's uh, some really top quality racing in uh, York. Obviously, it's the Ebor meet and it's day one. We're going to kick off with the first race we're going to look at is the Sprint Handicap over just under six furlongs. JM Jungle's your favourite at the moment on the Betfair Sportsbook. Five places to each way punters. It's seven to one for the John Quinn runner who uh, he's only a three-year-old and he gets five pounds for that win in Goodwood. Uh, he was over the far side and that seemed the place to be in Goodwood. Uh, Manila Scouse is an eight to one chance. Corker mm -hmm. nine to one. Equilaterals in there as well at 10 to one. A load of old friends of the show here. Dan Copper, Knight, Bergerac. Mm. Uh, looking down to Mackina and obviously a uh, whole host of horses in here that we know, Mondemege as well. So uh, what do you make of this, Dan? Like I said, five places on the uh, sports book to each way punters. And don't forget the offer every day of the festival, uh, the Ebor Festival. Bet five pounds on um, multiples and get a free bet on multiples. Watch out for that. So, Dan, kick us off here. The first race that kicks off the Ebor meeting. Well, well, 20 run, Baz, and I reckon I've backed 18 or 19 of these along the way. And I, pro and I don't think my shortlist is much shorter than that. But I'm tr I'm sick of overcomplicating these sprints, you know, relying on oh, something that might bounce back to form or might get a race run to suit. I'm just going for a horse who's in red-hot nick and he's going to surely a York horse, even though he's been doing it at Ascot. And ultimately, <laughs> I think Intrinsic Bond should be favourite for this, and he isn't. You've got JM Jungle, who's been in great form. This is a fellow I remember seeing him. I think he, he might have won a, a maiden at one of the early Sunday series races last year as a two-year-old. And he he's just gone from strength to strength. He didn't look a star for most of his two-year-old career. He's at the head of the betting, but I think Intrinsic Bond should be. Look, it's it's a well-worn idea that trying to make on the straight track at Ascot is no easy task. And he was in the firing line all the way when winning on his debut for Michael Wiggum. And then at the Shergar Cup, yeah, he was picked off late on by that horse with a proper turn of foot rogue lightning. But he did easily best of those that tried to force it. And I can just see him getting into a great rhythm. The last four winners of this race have been drawn 10 or lower. Last two have been in stalls two and three. There's nothing in the weather forecast or the ground to suggest there'd be a massive turnaround in that. Um, and you've just got horses like Cork who need things to drop right. Mondamedge, Alligator, all the same. So I'm keeping it simple. A horse will race prominently. A sheen on for the first time. Intrinsic bond. Kev, you gave a little knowing put to yourself there <laughs> as if you're going to raise the, the, the podcast risk exposure to uh, yeah. Intrinsic Bond, are you? Yeah, Dan was laughing beforehand saying he'd be surprised if we agreed on anything in this podcast. And here we are, first race around the same one again. No, I was saying I'd be surprised if we don't. I had one horse in mind, ah, I'm certain we'll take. Gotcha. gotcha. Well, we're, 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 we're together skipping down the train platform again here, Dan. <laughs> it was Darren. It was Darren last week. I was skipping with him, skipping with you now to start off with. But uh, intri intrinsic bond uh, has obviously switched relatively recently from Tracy Waggett to uh, Michael Wigan, winning star at Ascot. Um, I thought that was a huge run at the Shergar Cup. Um, as Dan says, like like the pace collapsed bar him, like the others that were up there with him, and like they weren't mugs, there were two 10 to one shots and a nine to two shot, and like they filled the last three places, and he hung the he hung in there really well, um, and was only done in by Rogue Lightning, who is um is very progressive himself now that they've worked him out. Um so yeah, intrinsic bond. 
look, we 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 like one that that that's up there in the pace at York, don't we? And these sprint handicaps like pace regularly holds up very well. Um, and yeah, intrinsic bond Ushin taken over from Matthew Chadwick, who was over for the Shergar Cup. And that can only be taken as a positive there, I say, for all that Matthew Chadwick does his thing very well. But this is a different type of thing. And um, I'm sure intrinsic bond will benefit from Oshin greatly. So I thought he would be up at the top end of the market, like Dan says, but he's not. He's more like a um, touching a double figure price in places. So intrinsic bond for Kev and Dan. Yeah, he's a double figure price on the sports book. Obviously, he's a 10 to 1 chance. The two lads going for the same one there. Daryl, are you going to get the trifecta up? No, 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 I'm not. Um, I, to be honest, I was torn between two horses. Intrinsic Bond was one of them. The other one was Equilateral dropping into a handicap for the first time. Obviously, mm. we know all about this horse. Uh, this is actually his British handicap debut. He's running two handicaps, both in Maidan, won both starts. I just think a drop into Karma Waters might just help him out. I like the booking of Jamie Spencer. I think this horse does really well when he comes from off the pace. Sort of given a switched-off ride. Quite enough ride. He's gone well at the track before. He's the class act in the field. This race has tended to go towards those sort of seasoned sprinters in the past. And uh, maybe this is a good bit of placing for Charles Hills. But can see the lads' his angle on intrinsic bond. Probably in equilateral will be the other end of the field halfway. So uh, hopefully you can pick him up. Okay, so uh, equilateral for Daryl and intrinsic bond for the Dan and Kevin. On to the Acom at 2.25 is the second race we're going to talk about. Uh, just the six of them held their ground here. Ballymount boy for Adrian Keatley is five to two joint favourite with Cogitate. Edwardian is the uh, Aidan O'Brien representative here at nine to two. It's five loose cannon, seven Indian run and 10 hot fuzz. It's it's very close here, lads. Ballymount boy, obviously classic winning trainer, Adrian Keatley, don't forget, Um is joint favourite with uh, Cogitate, who was a 14-1 to 1 chance today with that one in Newbury, Darrell. There didn't seem to be a lot of stable confidence behind it, but this looks an open contest. And Aidan O'Brien's runner is fascinating considering some of the two-year-olds he has in the yard. This isn't probably even in the top five two-year-olds, but he's the sole representative here. He is, yeah. And I think the trader's been pretty brave. I think they put him in around 7-1. to one. He's, he's had a little bit of support already since the prices have gone out. He's very interesting. There was an interview that Aidan did about his York team and uh, he spoke quite highly of Edwardian. Stepping up from five furlongs is only going to benefit him going up to seven today. He's actually entered in the gym crack as well. So interesting they've gone this way with him. Ballymount boy, definitely the standard setter after Van Dijk going there and um, boosting that form in the pre-morning next time out. Stepping up to seven here is Probably going to benefit him as well. I like Cogitate for Charles Hills. Charles Hills has targeted this race in the past. Two winners uh, in the last 10 years with uh, Phoenix of Spain and Dutch Connection. Uh, I liked everything he did at Newbury. Now, the case for him is, is, I suppose, it's pretty weak, really. He's only ran once, but he looked a potential improver to me. He uh, he won with any amount in hand. Now, the second was beaten next time out, but he had so much in hand. I, I, I'd be you know, cautious about worrying about the form too much. I think he's going to step forward. Big time for that. He's a, a speedy horse. The way he put some distance between himself and the pack in the, in a short space of time at Newbury, I thought was quite impressive. So, look, it's a race where you're you're going to see horses taking steps forward and steps backwards. Uh, I think Cogitate will love the ground, love the track. Uh, I think he's quite a smart horse. So I'll take a chance with him with William Buick on board. Yeah, it was remiss me not to mention to go, and it's officially good, good to firm in places in York at the moment. They're expecting a dry week up to Friday, so you want to keep that in mind when you're uh, enter when you're calculating these races. Kevin uh, Edwardian stepped up in his Tipperary debut to win in Nace, although the form of the race hasn't really worked out great. There's not a whole lot of collateral form, but the seconds got beaten, the fourth has got beat since. Uh, what way are you reading the Aiken? 
Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because like they, they, they've started them off over five twice. So to to jump them up to Yakum over seven, like it, it's an interesting move. Like it wouldn't be typical of Aiden now to jump one up two furlongs um like this. Um, but like you say, embarrassment to Bridges, they're having to move the pieces around the table a little bit. And like he he couldn't say he looked the finished article either day and didn't help himself with the stalls, you know, lost ground both times, overcame it. Um, last time at Nace, like you, you, you like the way he did it, like real good moving horse. He's gonna stay. Um, you think he's a half brother to Aspen Grove, who Fuzzy Stack trains, and uh, she won a Grade One out in America over ten furlongs there last month. Um, so even with the the added speed influence with None, um, you'd like to think seven shouldn't be an issue anyway. And, and look, he's really interesting. Like Daryl says, like he was put in a bit big, and he he could well get trimmed up again. Uh, but I think me and Dan might be on a similar boat here because we've both been fond of of Ballymount Boy, um, from the get go. Um, he, he was be I've been watching him closely actually. He was beaten um on debut by a horse that that I bred, um, here on the farm, and we've been keeping a close eye on him since. And like he he was very raw that day. He did very well to go so close. Um, having like completely blown the start, came out and won in Hamilton after that. Like was ridden with education in in mind got a great education for all that he was con- probably considered workmanlike um, and a big old step up last time into Richmond, finished second to Van Dijk. In fairness to Van Dijk, like, I suspect he was getting a bit idle and that Ballymount may have been a shade flattered, but he, look, he's pulled away from the rest. Van Dijk's come out and won the morning and um, it, the performance was enough to attract the attentions of Watnan Racing, who have stepped in and bought him. He's going to race in the new colours for the first time on Wednesday. And I just could see more coming from him. Um, I think he he's learning the way the whole time. He's got three runs under him now. And he might just catch a couple of the less experienced ones on the hop here. Um, I don't envisage going up and trip to be an issue. And yeah, looking forward to seeing what he can do. A Barry bit of trivia. You you said it. Adrian Keith, the classic winning trainer, of course, with a jet setting in the 1,000 guineas. Who did that Philly beat that day that's in the news right now? As the dam of a very good two-year-old. Dam Henry Longfellow, is it? Yeah, that's it. Minding. One of the very few days she was beating Jet Setting, nipped her up at the curl on bad ground. But there you go. Anyway, I Adrian Keith. I trained a classic winner. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a complete massive shock on the day that they bought, they bought her out of. She was dispersed at Richard Hannons, I think, for small money. Yeah, I managed to win an Irish 1,000 guineas. Yeah, so there you go. Anyway, a bit of a divergence. Just the, just the type of divergence you don't want, Barry, in a short and sharp show. But there we go. You started it. <laughs> I've got another one of those now because I've just I've just delved into the racing cliche box. Yeah, I've got a couple. <laughs> uh, cliche number 27. What price would he be if he was trained by Aidan or Godolphin? Um, <laughs> and I'm applying this to Ballymount Boy, who, I, I mean... He looked a proper horse at Hamilton when he got out of trouble to run down a, a well-bred newcomer who got the run of the race. And, I mean, I thought Van Deek late on might just blow him away after he got past him. He just didn't. Ballymount Boy really stuck to his guns, went down by just over a length. Thinks the best form in the race. For Hamilton, I thought, this, this horse looks like a really good sprinter. But the way he saw it out at Goodwood on much more testing ground strongly suggests that actually he's more in keeping with his pedigree and seven furlongs plus will be right in his favour. He's got the extra worried about the experience. Ground, Not the way he travels, really, no. Um, I thought he went through... I mean, if anything, he's a bit eager. I thought he went through the 
the hammy race like a quick horse. Um, but he showed that he sees out the trip really well in the mud at Goodwood. I just, I just think he's 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 really underrated. His form is probably a stone clear of the others. Yeah, they've won maidens and they promised him, but he is he's got it in the book. He's running to a horse that's done extremely well to win a morning after getting caught caught um, behind rivals as the race was developing. That Van Dijk's a proper animal, isn't he? And Valley Mountain Boy got nearly as close to him as the runner-up did yesterday. All right, so you and Kev have been. Someone's been copying someone's homework. That's for sure. <laughs> First two races, and both of these are on the same horse. We'll kick on to the third race at three o'clock. It's the uh, Great Voltager over a mile and a half. We've got the Ledger favorite in here, Gregory, who obviously won at Royal Ascot, won the Queen's Vaz, gets a three pound penalty for that Group Two win. Um, is eleven to ten favorite. Continuous, who was second to King of Steel in Ascot, is nine to four. The Bahrain Trophy winner Castle Way is a seven to two chance. And it's 16 to 1 bar. Just the five runners go to post here. Kevin, I'll start with you. Is this a good thing? This is going to be a lot of people's anchors in anchor in the uh, in multiple bets across the opening day of the meeting, Gregory, at, at, at 11 to 10. Ah, wouldn't uh, I don't mind them, but he's, he's just a bit short. Like I I just I, I thought he had it all his own way, really, in the Queen's Vaz. Like it's it's worth be working out fine, in fairness. Um, but I think those that are up in the front end were probably in the right spot. Um, look, obvious scope to improve again, coming back down a trip with a penalty. Um, like stamina clearly is his thing. So uh, I just wouldn't be surprised if he if, if something was able to nip him for pace. And um, and and I have like Castle Way, and I know one one would say he's probably a bit of a fortunate winner potentially last time. Um, Tower of London things went wrong, but. I think Tower of London's a very nice horse. Um, St. George, you know, so you, ha you have a collateral form line there between the two um, that Gregory strictly comes out a bit better at, but at these weights, um, you can make your case for Castle Way. And um, I think he'll cope with this trip, I dare say, maybe a little bit better than Gregory will. Um, that's my that's my main thought on the race. It's a slightly disappointing lineup. You'd love to see a few more for this in, in numbers terms. And, um, and you, you might, yeah. But look, that's near to here and there. But I was favouring Castleway marginally over Gregory. But I think it will be quite informative. Yeah, there was ten at the you know entered in this initially, and it has really cut up badly just down to the five. It's halved, obviously. Daryl, how are you framing this race? Yeah, well, obviously Aiden had a few few runners in this race, didn't he? Yeah, Adelaide River ended up here. He had uh, Tower of London ended up here. So it's quite interesting. He's gone with continuous again. I was watching another interview with Aiden, and he was so uncharacteristically bullish about continuous chances in this race. I thought it was a bit strange because I couldn't really find an angle into him. Perhaps last time behind King of Steel, that the pace of the race didn't really suit him. He, he ran on quite strongly, I suppose. If you just look at that and take the bare form, literally, it's probably one of the best form lines in the race so to chase home King of Steel. Disappointing in the derby. He was third in the Dante here, which was his seasonal return. I do get the feeling that we've not seen the best of him just yet. Um, whether or not he's going to be quite a top notch I'm not sure but Aiden seems to think there's loads more to come from him so I'm very wary of him um, same as Kev really I, I kind of wanted to take on Gregory dropping back in trip I didn't think that was a positive for him he takes a good while to wind up he never think his own way at Ascot uh, off the front end and they just couldn't peg him back so wonder if you'll be able to get away with that in here Castle Wave was the one I was going to come down on uh, I thought he was going to be underestimated in the market simply because he was a like Kev said a, a slightly lucky winner at Newmarket but I did love the way he stuck his head down and he really did grind it out there i think coming away from newmarket might seem to good effect um take him away from the undulations give him back a flat track like he did uh, like they did at haydock 
And uh, I think we might see a better cast away. I think he's a steady improver. So at seven to two, I think I'd just favour him over continuous. Dan, both uh, Daryl and Kevin going for Castle Way. Are you going to make it to treble? Well, I know obviously time form ratings are based on what a horse has achieved rather than what they might achieve. But there's only four pounds top, four or five pounds top to bottom in this. And I don't think Canberra Legend's too big at 20s. I thought he went through the Goodwood race really well. Didn't get a run when he wanted to. I think if if that cutaway would have come half a furlong earlier and he could have got into the clear and been wound up properly, I'm not saying he'd a troubled desert hero. It looks like he's on the way to the ledger, but he might have he might have given him something to think about. And it was only his first run at a mile and a half. This there should be absolutely no tactical excuses here. This is York, not Goodwood. There'll be loads of room for him to manoeuvre and get wound up. I'd be a bit. I would have to be surprised if he his SP is twenties. I could see him being. Half that, I mean, um, he showed loads of promise early in his career. He's had excuses more than once, and he's a 20s chance. And, yeah, likewise, you, it's not often you see a fab for the voltage who's already – it's a renowned trial for the St. Ledger, but it's not often you see a horse running it who's already run and won over a mile, mile and three quarters, and he's dropping back. This is normally a stepping stone for a horse moving up through the – through the distance ranges. So, yeah, I'll be slightly against Gregory as well, rate the horse, but, yeah, it's a small bet on Canberra Legend, the regular field. Okay, interesting. Canberra Legend, the regular field at 20. Yeah, okay, Dan, fair play. Um, the main event is at 335, the Judmont International. There was eight entered in this. Only four are going to rock up. Um, a couple of eyebrows were raised when our traders only bet one, two, this in the anti-post market, but they were bang on. They said there's no way there was going to be eight runners in it. I don't think they envisaged there was only going to be four, Daryl. Paddington, your four to seven favourite. The Prince of Wales winner, Mustadaf is nine to four. It's nine, Nashua and the Foxes. They're all serious horses. There's only four of them, but it, they're all really, really uh, um, good Obviously, Paddington's carried all before him. I won't give you his form figures. There's a lot of ones in it. <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> but uh, it, it's it's. Is there any way of getting this favourite, Pete? I've been against him all season, Baron. It's not it's not going well, to be honest. Um, I'm going to be against him today. And like people hate it when you crab these horses that just continues to win. They love saying, "Oh, what more can he do? What more?" Can-? I understand that, but. I'd be very surprised if, if if this is not his toughest test yet, like in, in, in any any capacity. Like, I mean, is the Goodwood run last time was a was a good good effort, you know, deep ground, horrible conditions. He ground it out like a good horse would, um, but that was only twenty one days ago, and that that looked a bit of a tough race to me. In fact, the Cheval back in second, only a length behind him. Like that's a Group Two horse, you know. And Spiral's disappointed there. He's gone to Sandown a time before. I'm not trying to sit here and crab. Well, I am. Um, <laughs> Sandown a time before. He's, he's scraped. Definitely. He's scraped time against Emily Up, John, in my opinion, over a trip that was too short for her. I'm not entirely convinced about the three-year-olds this season over a mile. So, yeah, I'm going to take him on with Mostadaf, um, who is just... There won't be no excuses for Mostadaf here. He's just got everything bang in his favour. He's got a fantastic record when coming here fresh off the back of the break. I don't think he's been beaten, in fact, off the back of a break. So he's coming here 63 days after that Ascot win. He's down to 10 furlongs. There's only been one horse to beat him over this trip. That was Baybridge. Uh, look, the, the course is obviously a slight unknown. Some horses take to this track and, and, and others don't. But this has been his target for a long, long time. And I'm just wondering if Paddington's just going to be plateauing at the time where Mushtadaf is just primed, ready for, for a big, big run here. Um, so... 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be with uh, Frankie John and, and Moshtadaf, and hopefully we can turn over Paddington. Yeah, that's interesting. Obviously, he's top rated uh, on official ratings, Dan. Uh, Moshtadaf, he's rated 128. Paddington's rated 125. Now, obviously, as a three year old, Paddington gets a seven pound allowance. Mm. Uh, how do time forms see it in terms of ratings? It's just slightly the way around. Paddington's a pound clear of Mostadaf, but there's the notion, isn't there? Paddington's a three-year-old might have a bit more to offer. Like I don't, I don't fancy this as a betting race, to be honest. My my interest, I mean, imagine you sat on Nashua 25s each way. You've got Christmas to come at once, haven't they? Um, in a market that was three places from the start, perhaps. She was the, my angle into it at the five-day stage, thinking if there's a gallop here and if you try and beat Paddington, she might get a race run to suit a, a lot more than Goodwood was, but it's not. It's going to be tactical again, and that, that puts me off her. So, no, I'm, I'm thoroughly excited to watch it, but not betting it. Okay, no, uh, no bet for Dan. Kev, how are you reading it? Is the favourite a good thing? Or Mushadaf looks like he's going to get his ground as well, Daryl, which is all yeah. important to have that, that kind of fast ground. Yeah, it's difficult, this, isn't it? Like Because I don't think what Mushadaf did at Ascot you know, which at the time made us all kind of go, Jesus, like, wow, um, that was something. You know, I don't think it was quite as good as it seemed at the time. The form has taken a few knocks and look, it's all relative. He ultimately bolted up. Uh, it was visually really impressive. I, I don't think it was quite as good as it looked. I suspect his official rating will probably come down as the season progresses. Um, but that's not to say he can't win this, clearly. Um, like, look, Daryl alluded to it there, like his... There is a theory there that he's best when fresh. Uh, Barry, just to spice up the podcast, I'll give you some numbers. If we include his debut, Barry, if you take him with gaps of 50 days or more, you get one, 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 <laughs> one, 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 one. one I was going to do that. <laughs> They're the same as Paddington's farm figures regardless. <laughs> you trained the horse called uh, one, one, one. Oh, Joanna Morgan, smashing horse, yeah. <laughs> barely, barely of my time, bar barely, but I do remember. Um, yeah, and, and look, it's it's tricky. This was, in fairness, it wasn't a complete ball from the blue. Um, like he'd absolutely danced up um, out in Saudi. He'd beaten Dubai Honor. Um, you know, God, nearly a year ago now at Kempton. Um, so like it's not like the, what we saw at Royal Ascot came from completely out of the blue, but um, was it as good as it looked? I don't know. Look, I'm I'm not going to talk around in circles all day, Barry. If you had to have a bet in this race at the prices, it probably has to be mustard off. Um, there's probably too much fresh air in between them. Um, Paddington it, it has been, you know, utterly brilliant. You know, reminiscent of, of the great Giants Causeway. Um, looking to continue that on here. Um, tactically versatile, could do whatever they want with him. Ground versatile, tough as teak. Um, you know, I, I thought the 10 furlong suited them at Sandown. You know, will this be much of a, a greater test of stamina? I'm, I'm not so sure. Um, so look, it's, if you want the, the real answer from me, it's no bet. But if you put a gun to my head and said, pick one of them, it's probably going to be mustard daft. But um, don't do that, please. I'd rather not at this, this hour today. It's, it's, it's shaping up to be a cracker, isn't it? It's one of those races that you don't have to have enough financial yeah. then to really enjoy it. And it'll, it'll tell us a lot about Paddington, but it'll also, you know, it'll inform us about mustard daft and, and that Ascot Prince of Wales win. On to the final race we're going to talk about, guys. It's the Stairs Handicap over two miles. And there's been a springer in this race. The big springer was put in at 12 to 1 initially. Zandabad for Tony Martin and Ryan Moore. 
Um, <laughs> cut it into 10, cut it into 8, cut it into 13 to 2, and it's 11 to 2. Now, four places to each way punters on the Betfair Sportsbook. Aztec Empire for Andrew Balding. And Ushie Murphy is your favourite at 5, just ahead of Robert Johnson, who's 11 to 2. Obviously, like I said, same price, Zandabad. Um, Daryl, I'm going to come to you first here. Zandabad. Ryan Moore rides it, doesn't know a whole lot about it. Obviously, he hasn't been told a whole lot, I'm sure. He, he'll, get to, he'll get to learn about it when he's in the parade ring. But, uh, <laughs> if the market's anything to go by so far, uh, it looks like he could be well in on his French form. Yeah, such as the connections. Uh, you can see this going off favourite, can't you? Um, quite easily. Yeah, I, I thought he was... I started seeing the market move earlier and I thought... It's just predictable, you know, Tony Martin and Ryan Wall teaming up to, for this to go off. To I doubt it's price, Tony's but... money either at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. longer. yeah, that's still to come, I think. Yeah. Um, but I, I try to make a case for him, to be honest with you, in, in the light of that, we bring this up. But I, I found it very difficult. Unless you're going to take sort of the line of the very man who one of the lads put up last week at Goodwood, he ran in the same race, very similarly positioned last time out. And uh, but he didn't just quite finish to the same effect as that one did. He was gone on to to Goodwood to win, um, probably a stronger race than this. But yeah, he, he's he was he showed a bit of promise over over hurdles as a juvenile last season and three starts. I thought he was being plotted for a handicap at Cheltenham at the time, but uh, to no avail. Yeah, he does look a little bit well handicapped on his, on some of his French form, but he does have stamina to prove uh, to an extent on the flat. So. Yeah, eleven or two is not is not not really for me, but but uh, I expect uh, it'll go well, no doubt. Tronador was the the horse I was interested in. Again, one of the lads put this one up for Goodwood. I thought he ran a massively eye catching race last time out. He was just given far too much to do by Joe Fannin at the rear of the field, uh, beaten six lengths by Temporize at Goodwood uh, over the two and a half miles, finished third. But he sluiced through the field like a like a slalom skier coming through there. He was got denied a clear run on a couple of occasions. Um, finished out strongly. I think coming back onto good ground will seem to good effect and he's entitled to come on for that again, I think, having run over hurdles at Bellstown the time before. So, Tronador. Yeah, Joe Fanning keeps the ride on that, Kevin. Um, how were you seeing this race? Um, yeah, Zanabad. I'm nearly certain he was entered for the for the, um, the Boodles and didn't mm. run. Um, yeah. And look, really, really hard the way up and up the market support. Like, is this the real deal or is this people... Now? It'd be worth saying it wouldn't take a whole lot of money at this stage, you know, to, to yeah. make from 12 to uh, considering uh, connections and that. I'd say small yeah, exactly. money, people are looking at it and just you know, are they putting you know Tony Martin plus Ryan Moore equals you know big bags with dollar signs on it? I don't know, but <laughs> um I'd be I'd like to see that market move develop a little bit more. Um, before I, I, you know, consider it a, a pertinent piece of info. Uh, look, I thought this was really tough. Aztec Empire is interesting for me. Um, finished third behind Sweet William um, in that race at Newbury last time. And um, I, I I thought Harry Davis probably got there a bit soon on him, was my thought. Um, Harry, who's doing so well, I'd say he would, he would have loved another crack at it. And um, Ushin takes over. And I just think, and Ushin knows this horse and has one of them. Um, I think and suspect they'll just ride a fair bit quieter and look to arrive a fair bit later. Um, like, as I, I think he just didn't quite get home with, with the ride he was given that day. He's won over two miles, he stays, but I think he just needs to have his energy regulated a little bit better than it was there so um i give him another chance now um on the in the hope of a, of a different ride than he got last time okay kev thanks for that uh, aztec empire for kev 
Dan, I like Soul and Getaway in it. Uh, I thought he could go well at a big price. He's currently trading at 12 to 1 on the sports book. Would you give me any encouragement for that? Well, yeah, not many better from the front, is there, than Holly either. She can get a horse like him into a rhythm. I really want to tip Robert Johnson because he, just because of his name, because he was the um, he was the writer of Crossroads, which Cream covered, which was such a great song going back many moons ago. And he's had an amazing season. Not Crossroads, the TV show with Benny, no? No, definitely not that one. The one that says, I went down to the Crossroads, tried to flag a ride. I won't do the rest of it. Um, but I, ultimately, I'm with Daryl. And it's for exactly the same reasons you mentioned. I thought Tronador got way too far back in the Goodwood staying race, which was basically over from a long way out, wasn't it? The way the race developed. And that was his toughest test yet. So in those horses at the foot of the weights, I'm I'm often not keen on them because I just don't think they have the innate class to be winning handicaps. But he showed he can still be competitive. And this horse has been a dour stayer from day one. I just love the idea of him sitting handy um, probably chasing Solent Gateways, but who's got box one, which is perfect, and then just having loads of time to wind up. And there are four places, aren't there, Baz, for the fourteen runners? So if you can bet, if you're betting in with a sports book, four places, I'll pull out cliche number twenty-eight. <laughs> I find it hard to believe four horses beating him, but I really do. I think he is one of those that's just bound to run his race. Thought that cliche book would be empty by now, Dan, but obviously it's uh, it's marvelous. <laughs> Well, I heard if you put a gun to my head in the previous race as well. So, <laughs> oh yeah, you can play the bingo tonight. Uh, okay, lads. Um, I suppose all that's left then is naps. What are we looking at, Dan? I'll start with you. Uh, I want to say Ballymount Boy, but I'm going a bit big. I'm going Intrinsic Bond. Shouldn't be tens in the opener. Intrinsic Bond getting in there before Kevin. Kevin, I, I'll give you a dib on it if you want. There's no problem. You're going for it as well. No, no, no. The, the the old the old cliche bar never change your mind. So it won't change my mind. I was going with intrinsic bond and I'll stick Good there. Man. Happy days. Right, Daryl, what are you looking to nap on uh, day one? Tronador oh, in the four in that full ten. Ooh, Tronador, lovely. Okay. Bunchy, Daryl. Okay. Tronador currently trading at nine to one on the Betfair Sportsbook. Don't forget, bet five pounds on horse racing multiples, get a free bet on horse racing multiples throughout the Ebor Festival. We'll be back each day. Uh, of the Ebor Festival with racing only better. Until then, best of luck and gamble responsibly.